Yeah, this is 42. Okay, so this is episode 42. Maybe we'll just start it off here and I'll just snip it because we were just trying to figure out some of the settings. But in a nutshell, we're basically going to do what we always do, cover a bunch of trading topics, talk about our game plans going forward near the end. The only difference is now everyone could join the discussion. So it's a little bit different in that regard. And they're on Tuesdays like always, but you guys also see it on Tuesdays as opposed to us uploading it and on Wednesday. So that's really the big difference. More immersive, everyone can join. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't know how we want to start off today. I feel like now there's a lot of extra pressure in the air. <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm monitoring. I'm looking at uh, ICCM. It's it's testing about to test the high. That seems like it. Got some volume coming in. I don't know if anyone's trading that, but. Oh yeah, actually, that's a really good point. ICCM looking pretty nice, crawling up to new highs. Bet you Toby's on that one. <laughs> I'm a little bit tempted to do some trading too because I'm still in the red, you know. Name here. <laughs> you heard oh, everyone do today? Uh, there are so many sellers. They got rejected so hard. I think yep. I think we could break 140. If we break 140, then that's we just double topped at 140. I think we can. I think we can see something. It's either max loss or get back in the green. That's not how I view it. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> here i'll share my screen for now unless somebody else wants to just so we so everyone can see what's going on this is iccm yes yeah, I, I actually had this this trade right here got me back to the green to vwap but then i i kind of closed up chop because i was getting i was just taking one red trade after another Not sure if I'll trade it, although it actually looks pretty, pretty good. There's also a massive Zoom logo at the bottom right. I just realized <clears throat> it's a bit unfortunate. I think the entry might be waiting for that 140 block to get chipped away and just kind of buying right into it. Yeah, or if it has a little bit of a red candle again, buying and for the anticipation. Mm -hmm. But who knows? So we also have, let's see, a few other tickers that kind of died out on us. Let's review them here. So we had RDHL. Yeah, there it goes. I'll pull them up. I don't think I'm going to do any trading right now. Maybe. RDHL. This was a really nice mover yesterday, but I wrapped up shop yesterday pretty early. It was like before 10 o'clock. So I wasn't trading any of this action, but it held its highs really, really nice. Tom, is this the one you had the big winner on? Uh, RDHL, no. I did not have... It was, it was on, on BDRX. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one, that was a good call out that you called out right right under a break of 150. Um, I hesitated on that one, and then it went right into a halt, and then it opened up, and then that was pretty much it. I didn't really trade it much after that. I think I made like 100 bucks on it. There you go. Yeah. Um, I, I totally missed it. I, I was watching it too. I called it out in the Discord, but for some reason I didn't trade it. I think I was so busy watching ICCM 
And somehow I didn't have super high hopes for RDHL because it was so flushy yesterday. It would pop up and flush. So I thought we were going to get like another big red candle. So I actually didn't jump on it, but technically it was perfect. And yeah, that was my mistake. There was just a little bit too many tickers moving at the open. And I ended up kind of picking the wrong one, ICCM, which eventually did have its move, but I was late to the party at that point. Yeah. HNRA. Unfortunately, I got chopped around on HNRA today. Same. I still have yet to review my film, but I don't think I had any really terrible trades. It's just a lot of small losses adding up, and I was on bigger share size. Um, so technically, I'm only on like a pretty much a, a base hit into the red, like very small red on gotcha. on those share on the bigger share size. Wow, look at MI look at MSS. MSS, look at that. Yeah, I think Danny lost money on that one. What the fuck? Yeah, he was about the, the pullback. And what fucking him. pullback? The halt down 50%? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Colby's like, what the what pullback? He has no idea what's going on with these small cats nowadays. Dude, fucking <laughs> just opens at 22 from 13. <laughs> this is what's going on. Immediate halt down and it loses 50% of its value. Yeah, <laughs> that's in, crazy. In Colby's defense, I mean, so these small caps have been just a mess lately, an absolute mess. And they're rubbing off on me. I've become a little bit of a mess here because I'm lacking consistency like I usually <laughs> have. And it's just quite frustrating. Uh, but it looks like, uh, Tom, you're getting some consistency. And you had your nice big green day. Maybe you want to start off and um, let us know what's been going on in your end. Yeah, so BDRX, I'm going to pull that up just so I can kind of get a reference point. Um, so Monday, coming in Monday, I was like, you know what? Like, you know, I'm a consistent trader. I'm, you know, I'm consistently profitable on like 100 shares, 200 shares, 300 shares. You know what? I, I got to push to the next level and there's no way I'm ever going to get there unless that moment it has to come that now moment that you push has to come at some point I can't stop thinking oh maybe tomorrow maybe when the market's a little better maybe it's not good enough opportunity right now but my statistics are showing I'm profitable no matter what even in this market that we're having so I came in yesterday just like you know what I have a I wrote a note on my computer just trade a hundred shares like you're trading a thousand shares and that was my mindset um, yesterday, trading BDRX. And I ended up digging myself a hole, red $500. I was trading, a, I think I was trading, yeah, 1,000 shares on BDRX. So this is a $5,000 position size on um, BDRX. I dug myself a $500 hole uh, at the open. But mentally, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm trading 100 shares. I'm trading 100 shares. So I'm down 50 bucks. That's nothing. That's nothing in the grand scheme of things. And so I kind of kept trading on that share size and the BDRX curls up, uh, makes a real nice move. And I was able to get a solid $1.20 a share on that. And I swung my PL from negative 500 to positive 500. And that was probably due to just not really, yeah, not getting emotionally compromised when I was in the red, even though the dollar amount was significant like $500 that's more than I would like to lose um and my former size but because I was able to keep my 
my composure and kind of understand that, you know what, is I'm only down 50 bucks in my former size. I was yeah. able to kind of keep my confidence and, you know, trade the setups that were that were yet to occur on the day. And yeah, I performed very well um, yesterday on BDRX. Today, not so much. I kind of came in today with the same mindset, but I was trading HNRA and it was just so choppy. I still have yet to review my film. I didn't really take any blowout or terrible trades, just a lot of small losses adding up. Um, but I, I continue, I want to continue to kind of do what I'm doing right now is, you know, just trade a thousand shares like you trade in a hundred. And maybe, you know, if I start to go like red on the month, then maybe start to reel it in. But if I'm not taking massive losses or trending down in my monthly PL, then there's no reason to to reel it in because that's just going to be uh, limiting my growth. Because right now my limit is my emotional comfortability with trading bigger share size. That's my limit right now is that I'm not comfortable trading a thousand shares. And to break that limit, I have to slowly start chipping away at that. And if I'm just reeling it in every time I get scared, I'm never going to be able to bust through. So yeah. I'm just going to continue what I'm going to be doing, uh, what I'm doing right now. And I think over time, like it'll start, all my bad habits will start to run out into the wash, uh, kind of like wash away as I get comfortable trading a thousand shares, kind of just mentally saying, okay, I'm just trading a hundred shares. This is a normal thing now. But yeah, that's my mindset. That's great. Thank yeah. God you had a good, a good day. First day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always the challenge. Yeah, the, the first day after sizing up, then you, you get smacked back down, have like a yeah. massive, massive red day. Yeah, you, ha you have to go through that. And it's really good that, you know, you were kind of sinking down and then you realize, wait, I'm still doing everything right. This is a good setup, maintain the size and then boom, yeah. you got to right back out of it. I think that's that's really that's really what it's all about. And just getting comfortable with that size. Right now, it's a tricky market because you... Yeah, you just constantly get whipped back down. So it's it's uncomfortable sizing because of the chances of getting, you know, some bad trade is just, I feel like a little bit higher on average right now, especially for me based yeah. on my stats. My accuracy is a little bit lower. And just general, my stats are all a little bit lower right now. So yeah, it makes sizing tricky. So it's really good that you were able to pull that off. Yeah. Get comfortable holding the size as well. Sizing is such a weird topic. I feel like there's, I feel like people don't talk about it often, but there's so many different ways to size up. There's probably not a right way or a wrong way, but I've seen people do like, once I have three months of green, I'll increase my position size by 15% and then another three months and then another 15%, another three months. And then if you're red on one of those months, you just go back a step. So then you're just incrementally increasing size instead of going like 10x like tom's doing yeah because obviously you do 10x you could you could fuck yourself over quickly but do if you do 15 percent every three months that would take forever but uh, or you could do the thing where it's i rank my trades and on the d trades i take nothing on the c trades i take one contract on the b trades i take five and on the a trades i take like 20 or some weird thing like that but I don't know how you would do that with small caps because classifying a stock is so yeah. difficult. You don't even have time for that, really. And, and I mean, no. there's there's moments where like there's more things that are aligning and you're like, this is a pretty good setup. 
And I do try to get more aggressive on those. So I agree. I think you want to do a bit more exponential sizing. I think the going 15%, another 15%, I think it might be too slow because sometimes you only have three weeks where it's like good and then it's bad again. And you need to capitalize on those, at least in, in the small cap world. And you need to capitalize on that quick. Otherwise that train is gone. Yeah. I was doing like the 15, maybe it was closer to like 20 or 25 uh, in during COVID, during 2020. And every month I was using bigger size and I was having bigger profits. But that was just like, we were in an environment where, yeah, it was just every month was a little bit better. You, your mistakes weren't punishing. So it was just a little bit of a different environment. But, but yeah, nowadays I'm, I'm like, if I see a good move, I'm going to probably use, you know, $10,000. And then my average move is maybe closer to 5,000. And I try not to go much lower than that, but sometimes I'll, you know, do like starter sizes, maybe with like a $2,000 or something. If I'm mm -hmm. really in no flow, I'll, I'll reduce size quite quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's such a different approach depending on the, the instrument and the market that you're trading because small caps, like it almost has to be just exponential bet sizing because you really are going to get maybe one opportunity every three months. That's like very outsized to the long side. Mm -hmm. And then, but for like large caps, that's going to happen once a week. So it probably would make more sense to do like the 15% every three months. Yeah, I could see that. So it's a little bit more consistent as opposed to just throwing around size. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for most people probably increasing size slowly until you have that experience like i think once you're on ross's level you get size down and then yeah. once it's hot you know it's like okay boom 50k in this trade I, I don't think that's weird and i think that's kind of the level we're all getting closer to i'm not saying we're good as ross but i'm just saying we've been doing this for several years now and i think we have a pretty good grasp of the the overall conditions of the market and also our own personal conditions mm -hmm. like before the podcast, I think started, uh, Thomas talking about, you know, I didn't sleep very good yesterday. So I think that has effect of my trading today. I feel the same way. My watch said, you know, I had like a 44 out of a hundred. I was at, my neighbor had a, had a birthday and I just went over there and then it ended up being till like one in the morning. And then <laughs> I didn't, I didn't drink anything or do, or do anything. I, I did have like an Anstoß, which is like a cheers for her birthday, but that was, you know, it was just late. And then I didn't get my full sleep, unfortunately, but I think it was worth it. I don't regret it. And, you know, you have to live your life too. And we all became, became traders so we could do whatever we want in our life. So that's also an important thing. Mm -hmm. if you want to be a slave to the market, but yeah, understanding where we are personally and where the market is and then that combo and then having that discretionary ability to understand if you need to size or not. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's what's making the market so hard recently because I feel like every we're going through these like at least for the spy, it's like three to six weeks of just pure terror in the news, and it's like <laughs> everything's going to shit. We're going to die tomorrow. Ukraine's gonna fucking nuke every. It's like it's just like the dumbest shit ever, and the market just goes down like 0.2 percent every day for it a just month. Just keeps going, going up. And then right now, everyone gets overpositioned, bearish. And then the market just rips to the upside for like a month straight. And then everyone gets too bullish and then it fucking drops again. It's just like, it's just euphoria to the downside, euphoria to the upside, euphoria to the downside. And everyone has like this inherent bias in them where they like shorting or going long. And at least for the people I follow, it's like every single person I know has like really good month, 
really bad month, really good month, really bad month. And it's just following the ups and downs of the spy. And it's like, man, it's fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a grind. Toby, how have you been doing? Because you missed some of the last pods and we haven't really uh, got to catch up besides a few times in the Discord. I've been doing well. I've been on a pretty good green streak. Oh, nice. Not a, not a lot of big green days, but, you know, just keep hitting base hit, base hit, you know, 200, 300. 200 300 just kind of doing that every day and then today i had a a better day 750 770 or something like that oh no yeah i saw i saw that was really nice are you having those days like you're getting to 300 and then you just call it or like you're just having a long trading day and it just happens to kind of be basic green days i'm trying to be better at cutting it at about 10 o'clock yeah but um when i trade past that i usually make that poor trades and usually the, there's not enough volume so you know you got to really hit it hard during the first hour and a half i feel like and then if nothing comes about it you're done and then i don't want to stay up late enough to get power hour or any of that so uh i feel like i've done pretty good on pre-market though i'm usually got a little like a little cushion going during pre-market so i'm up like 150 or something usually every, every pre-market pre lately and that kind of is a nice cushion to get me into the market open yeah but that's nice i love i love going to market open. today i i, I uh, <laughs> did something different and i uh subscribed to a book map on tos and that i tried it i tried to trade off a book map today and that was interesting <laughs> What's what do you mean a book map? What's that? Uh book map is like uh if you go to um if you go to charts on your TOS, it will say book map on one of the tabs. Ah, oh, okay, 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 yeah. And so book map is kind of like a heat chart and it shows you, it gives you, it's like, I don't know, people call it like level four. And it shows you where like a lot of uh, bids and asks are sitting. So you get an idea of where the bids and asks are sitting, like that don't really show up on the ladder, that won't show up on the level two, and it'll be, you know, 20, 30 cents away or something. But it'll tell you how many people are sitting there or about how many people. I, he I heard that the TOS one doesn't have quite as much because it's missing ARCA, so it doesn't have quite as doesn't have quite all the numbers that you should, but it has a lot of information and you can kind of see where the zones are. I, I was struggling a little bit last a uh, couple months ago with trying to buy pullbacks and just I just felt like I'm just trying to grab a falling knife every time, which I was. Mm. But I had like no idea where to try to buy in. And this book map kind of deal, it kind of shows you where there's a ton of bids sitting there so you'll have like a wall to like to trade against or you know at least to to have something to to base your risk reward off of yeah that makes how do you sense. how do you find the book map you go to charts and then it's one of your um one of your tabs it's the far right tab on charts in tos product depth and you just uh subscribe and it's like i think it was like 46 bucks or something. 
And so I, I, I went for it this afternoon. A couple of people I follow, I follow, follow some guy named Mikey. Um, and he uses pretty much all book map. And then there's another guy I, I watch. Um, I'm not sure what his name is. It's like Justin Rutnowski or something. He's a short seller, but he pretty much just recently went all into book map and does a lot of his his trade ideas off of book map. So I said, what's what's 40 bucks? Might as well just subscribe for a month and see if it's worth it or not. Looks like we got a question in the um in the chat. We have need some reading material for the holidays. Rec do you recommend any trading books? I actually have a video about uh trading books, but somewhere on my channel. I could post it in here. I'm trying to think what my off the top of my head, what my favorite, what some of my favorite books were. Do you guys have any that come to mind? Um, I like Market Wizards. Market Wizards was probably the best one that I've that I've read. Also, there's another one that other people like to read, which was the um, it was it the Daily Trading Coach, something something like along those lines. Um, I have yet to read, but I've heard a lot of good reviews about that one as well. And also, of course, Ross's Ross's free book. I yeah, read yeah. that one. That's a great read. Yeah. Yeah. How to day trade. It's 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 really uh, specific. A lot of the other trading books are are quite general, and uh, yeah, like yeah, like it's Turtle like Traders, for example, it's trading. a great read, but it's more of like a story, so you don't really learn trading from it. Um, or then the Candle Chart. Um, there's a lot of good Candle Chart books, definitely worth reading, but you don't really learn trading from it. But like you don't learn a strategy, you just learn just general things. I was, do we still do we still have Colby in here? I think he left. Yeah, I was wondering where he was. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, did he write? You? Maybe I was tired of listening to my book book map stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm actually a little confused because this works so different than how it usually does in Zoom. We have. Like it doesn't switch the speaker uh, to who's talking. So I was trying to figure out how to do that, but I it seemed like the only way to do it is actually manually. So I'm gonna just leave it here on the grid view for now. Um, but yeah, Pete, I think whew, for the holidays, probably just pick three and, and read them. I would if you're if you're a small cap trader, I would definitely read Ross Cameron's book. I would definitely have uh stock candle i think it's the the stock candle bible or something like that you can get a free pdf version on the internet so that's already two free pdf books and then i don't know some, some like maybe inspirational book like the turtle traders which follows a group of traders or something like that i think is they're just really entertaining reads and it gives you a little bit more perspective about the industry and some players so i think that might be a good combo but uh yeah it also depends how you trade because there's a lot of um, books that are just like the typical, oh, trend trade, buy the spy, and then like trend, buy the, you know, the one minute new or the one day new high and then follow the trend. And if it breaks his line, then you sell or just like kind of like that basic knowledge that you can already find like online or that you're, 
you kind of just going to find the first year that you start trading that doesn't, that isn't really as reliable as you thought it would be. But I think a lot more value is just going to be coming from um, YouTubers studying other people who successfully, who are trading successfully, who are verified and profitable um, that are on the YouTube space because they put out so much stuff for free. And a lot of us have learned from people who are for free on YouTube and you didn't have to spend anything. You didn't have to, buy any books you didn't have to buy any subscriptions or any courses and you can just learn kind of pick it up for free um, of course buying a course is definitely helpful as well if you need that extra time and attention from someone um, I know a lot of people who bought Ross's course and they valued a lot got a lot of value out of that as well um, I never bought Ross's course but um, um, I bought Tim Sykes Tim Sykes's course though uh, that one actually was a really good, actually, it was actually a really good intro. That's what what got me kind of started into learning about, you know, just basic stuff. Like if you don't want to just kind of just search up because you don't really know what you don't know yet, you don't want to like try to figure out what you need to know first, just buy someone's course uh, who's verified profitable and they'll pretty much show everything about like the level two, um, you know, the, the ask price, the bid price, volume, tape, level two, um, you know, basic patterns, all that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, and a lot of times in these books, it's just, it's just a lot of, yeah, vague knowledge that's not really as specific. And with trading, um, you got to be very niche to be a profitable trader. You can't be like a master or, so you can't be a jack of all trades. You kind of have to be a master of one if you're going to survive and make money sure. in the market. Yeah, I um, definitely agree with that. And I also agree with the the YouTube part. You get so much good content. So you could probably try to figure out like, oh, this is the style I want to learn. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's selling covered call options or maybe it is trading small caps. And then you figure yeah. out who are the top three biggest YouTubers mm -hmm. or not even biggest, but like who are the ones that I can relate to the most who explain it the best. It could be somebody with 200 followers or subscribers. It could also be someone with like, 50,000 subscribers. It's usually not someone more than that, except I think like Ross is one of the few traders that actually has over a million subs, but the, the trading community is pretty small on YouTube. I've noticed unless you're like a YouTuber, YouTuber that creates more like YouTube content, like a humble yeah. trader. But, uh, I think, yeah, you find those top three or four and you just study the heck out of them, whatever strategy it is. And you try to, I wouldn't cherry pick too much at the beginning. I would try to create a really nice blueprint. And then over time you could start cherry picking and adding and editing. But I probably at first you want to try to copy it as much as you can, because if someone has a good system and it works, you know, they probably have already refined that over many years, mm -hmm. but uh, there's probably ways to do it a little bit less risky. Like you could, let's say if you copied Ross Cameron, Ross Cameron's strategy, he trades pretty aggressively. So you might want to do a little bit less aggressive trading style where maybe you accumulate a little bit of ahead of time or you you kind of erase the really uh, dangerous setups like, you know, one minute breakout or something like that. If you're if you're just getting started or you just do small size and you go super aggressive as well. I mean, there's there's so many ways to approach it. Um, but yeah, I agree with Tom. Study, study YouTube. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much good content out there. It's it's insane. Yeah. And just also a lot of books on just like mindset, just just like normal, like success mindset, you know, handling setbacks, handling failure. That's probably 
I would say more valuable to read than an actual trading book because yeah, you're going to so. be able to use that because you are going to get, you're going to get beat up harder than you've ever thought you was possible from the market. It's going to beat you till you're blue yeah. and bloody in the face. We're all, you're going to have a day like that. You're always going to have a day like that eventually coming up. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. You know, people have been trading for 10 years. They still, you know, uh, you're still getting beat up, you know, every once in a while. So just to be able to handle setbacks is a major, a major um, um, thing that you want to be able to overcome because, man, like you can be down in the trenches and if you want to give up and you have a weak mind, like you're going to, you're going to throw in the towel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already feeling that. Like I man, this year has has been probably my hardest trading year ever. And like that's including my 2 years trading crypto, my like year and a half, almost 2 years trading stocks before I was trading crypto. Like oh man, it's been such a grind for me. I might even just like I I'm I'm really at the fence of taking the next basically the rest of the year just maybe looking at 7am, but then just calling it because I have had one step forward, one step back for so long. And I, I think I just need like a, a real big mental reset. I took five days off, like from Wednesday till uh, Monday, I started trading again. So Tuesday technically was my last day. And then I, I went back on Monday. And that was really good. Like I, I went into the market yesterday feeling really good. But today I kind of gave that back again. And I was just like, oh, you know, this this grind that I'm in lately is it's very frustrating. So yeah, you have to have a lot of mental fortitude because yeah, trading is all about not getting on tilt and, and having a really positive mindset. And we we're, we're actually talking about that on the last pod or one of the pods where you, Ross Cameron, yeah. when you when you listen to him trade, he's like, all right. You know, I bought here at 330. Now we're going to 345. We're doing this. So he's kind of like walking himself through what the trade should be doing, even if mm -hmm. it's gonna flush, because he he is so blindly optimistic, but you have to be. Uh you can't let doubt uh creep in because it's yeah. really gonna mess up your trading. Absolutely, because in the hot market, you you're gonna be thinking it's extended and it's gonna go another hundred percent without you. Yeah. Happened so many times. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Alex, do you think that this is the hardest year because it's the first year that we're not in like a bull market? Could be. It could be. I mean, we've had, we've basically since 09, we just went straight up in a way. And even COVID was like a bull market. You know, we had what, like three months of massive red days, which were even tradable. Uh, and then we went, you know, right back up. And now, and now we're just like in this, you where you feel there's a lack of, volume and also a lack of people wanting to keep buying a stock fairly quickly. It'll, it'll pop. And then people are like, nah, that's, about, that's enough. So if you're not on that original pop, you're, you're going to be on the way down. So maybe, maybe, I don't know. It's so tough right now. I always hear those horror stories of people that like, I mean, this is pretty much every trader ever. But uh, like my biggest fear is that I make a lot of money. Obviously, this didn't exist because this is we're, this is not where we're in right now. But my biggest fear is I start trading in like a bull market and I make like a shit ton of money. And then like I start losing it slowly as that market changes. And then like for the next 10 years, I just can't trade anymore because I never knew what I was doing in the first place. But 
I've heard, um, I'm in this discord where there's a bunch of people that are been training for like 20 years. And they said, there's like a lot of people that are like that where they don't have, uh, like a defined perfect, like not perfect, but just a defined strategy or system that works across any market cycle so that they're kind of bailed out by being in a bull market for so long. And then whenever the bull market ends, they're stuck in this phase for years where they're just like beating the market to death. And they're just like trying to make money again, whenever you have to change your strategy. And that's just the fact of reality. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, like the biggest fear of mine is that I, I attribute my success to like my personality or like my psychology or something like that, where your success comes from a good strategy first. And then if you have a strategy, that doesn't mean you're going to make money because you have to have a strategy, but then you need to have psychology. If you put psychology before a strategy, you're just at the mercy of a bull market or a bear market. There's nothing you can really do about it. Yeah. Which would be the easiest way to go. Like if you can just identify it's hot right now. So I'm just going to start trading. And if it's like, if it's not hot, I'm just going to take off for a year or two or, you know, until it's hot again. I mean, that in a way could be a strategy because in a good market, mistakes make you money, you know, but in a bad market, if you're not 100%, you're like, I don't know. Even if you're a hundred percent, you're still going to do like a 30% year of yeah. your good years. If you're at a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. If you're at 90, you're losing that year. Okay. It's and, like, yeah. And that the competition is might- crazy. I sometimes I wonder if that grind is worth it because by the time it gets hot again, you might be a little bit mentally burnt out and you might have this a little bit of distaste or at least distrust in the setup. So it might take you too long to flip the switch. I don't know. Yeah. I think though the main thing is like be totally willing to just be like, you know what? I fucking can't trade anymore. And I got to go back to literal step fucking one. I got to completely recreate whatever I was doing before and try to find new parameters that can eliminate like 50% of the losses that I'm taking. Because like, obviously all the people that are super good at everything in the world, the number one trait they have is that they're really good at failing. Like they're just so good at it. They can just let something happen that just destroys everything. And the next day they're like, all right, I'm going to try again. Like (laughs) how many times does Elon Musk fuck up everything in his companies? Like all of them, he's fucked something up massively. But he just keeps going. Yeah. The biographies so, of him are really, really good. I mean, I gotta check that new one out. If if you, I haven't read the new one. I read uh, one of them, and I looked into uh, I don't know something else. It wasn't a, a full biography, but anyway, they uh, they really highlight how many times uh, you have to fail, and I mean, it's crazy with uh, SpaceX and and his other uh, projects. How how many times they were like at the brink of bankruptcy after years, like not even just like you know, three failed attempts. We're talking like years, close to a decade of failure, you know, like that is, you know, we're like, I'm on in terms of like full-time pro trading, I'm like on year number three. I did like four years on and off, never really that serious before that. But, you know, it just shows like I'm maybe combined. I'm like at year five and I feel like year you know, six, seven, eight, nine is like when you start making a lot of money. And then year 10 is like when you become an overnight success, you yeah. know? So that's, that's what we're all working towards, right? That's, it's, funny. It's a that's, a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's like, where yeah, did this know. guy come from? <laughs> yeah, I've been on YouTube for fucking 10 years with 150 subscribers. That's where the fuck I've been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tears. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, super true. Someone's calling out CMND. I saw that. Out. This Why? ticker has you not enough volume cents? for me to want to want to touch it. Oh, is it a reverse split? The um, the float is probably super small. It's going from ten cents to four eighty three now. The float's got to be under one million for sure. Yeah, I actually saw this ticker uh, on my scanner this morning, but the second I see something like this, I I just discount it entirely. For better or worse. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a firm believer in this. The slower you take this trading, the higher your chances are of being successful at it. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this so many times, but if you don't build a good foundation, you will never make money. And if you do make money, it'll be like a bull market money. It's not going to be like legitimate. I mean, of course, yeah. it's still going to be fucking money, but you might lose it when the bear market starts. Mm -hmm. and that yeah. that is going to be that would be the biggest kick in the nuts like first year let's say you make a hundred grand trading 2020 market small cap stocks and you're like wow i this is my second year trading with my first year trading i made a hundred grand this is insane i'm going to be a millionaire and before i know it i'm going to be driving a lamborghini i'm going to be living like tim sykes just traveling and trading and doing you know a bunch of just anything i want and then, you know, next year, the next year you lose a hundred thousand or more and you give it all back. That would be, I would quit. If that happened to me, I would quit. I said, fuck that. I'm never doing this shit again. <laughs> I'm never doing it again. This Bro, is, people... I would be in, I would literally be in a state of shock. I would be in disbelief. Yeah. yeah I, probably, I, I don't think I could come back from something like that. So I'm very happy that my growth curve has been very steady and I'm taking a, you know, taking my time to learn it, taking my time to perfect my strategy. So the chances of success long-term are much higher than if I did it the other way. Dude, also like, if you think about how much people love or people love to hate the guy who gets lucky, they'll be like, oh, fuck. How did I not win the billion dollar lottery? How did I not take that stock and buy NVIDIA at a hundred yeah. and sell it at 500? How did I not do that? Honestly, I'm... I never want to be that fucking guy that just randomly wins. Well, now I do because I understand risk management. But if you're just a dumb person that never dumb person, if you're like someone who never understood risk management, never thought about money, never tried to do stock market, anything, and you just fucking won the lottery, you're fucked. Okay. You're going to buy the lottery for the rest of your fucking life. And whatever. Let's say you make $100,000 winning the lottery. Let's do something stupider like trading. Let's say you put money into Apple and you make like 50% in one year or whatever you buy nvidia at 100 and you buy calls that are leaps and you fucking make like ten thousand percent that person is not going to hold that money ever like you do not want to be the guy that goes to vegas and plays a slot machine and you win 50 grand like you're going to play that slot machine the rest of your life and you're going to lose all the rest of your money it's like it's way better to just be like making or losing literal pennies for years until you have a slow steady curve and then you start to size up from there but yeah Gon says the bleach drinkers always get lucky and make money. And that's a fact, brother. The what? what the, bleach the bleach drinkers. Yo, it gives you superpowers. <laughs> you go on a trip, you see you see some things, and you're like, I know what to do now. Done. And then you win one day, and then you lose 10x and x, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good life. 
Yeah. Toby, you get some more trades in? No, but I'm looking at CMMD within the halt right now. Ooh. Wait, you're in it? No, I'm looking at the halt. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, I'll geez. probably not trade it because I've already I don't want to go back in the trade journal and repost all my trades. I'm, Amen to I'm that. Yeah, it. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, and that 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 ticker looks like it's a little bit out of your control in terms of like, oh, I'm gonna enter now and then you know the next halt is down. God knows where. Yeah, it's a little little dip and rep, get like twenty cent pop. Yeah. What load up forty seven hundred shares or something? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> a little nugget. A small trade. Yeah. What's everyone's plans going forward? For well, the month ends next uh, on Thursday. Oh, oh man, that's super close. And then Friday is already the first. I think I'm actually going to take Friday off. But uh, what what are you guys' thoughts? You know, December trading, end of November. I'm working on uh, trying to to learn this book map stuff, so I'm going to be studying that up a lot and trying to incorporate that into my trading strategy more. I like the idea of having knowing where resistance is and having a clear picture of where it is. I, I can see it very well. And then I can also see uh, where support is. Um, so I, I feel like I might be, I might have a better chance at uh, might do a better job trading or at least getting myself into more advantageous positions to, to be able to, you know, get money out of this difficult market. I uh, also, um, I'm going to try to work on holding my positions a little bit longer. I want to try to try to be in some trades up to like 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I would like that too. And I would actually really like to follow up on both of those things uh, because I saw the picture you shared here and this is, this what you were talking about. Yeah, exactly. So you can see like those yellow lines, that's, telling you that there's a fair bit of uh, support down there. Uh, when it gets dark red, that's the number's even bigger. And then you can see at each cent how many how many bids are sitting there. So, you know, if it dipped all the way down to, let's say, like $16, $15, you're going to have a pretty good risk reward right there because you got a ton of people, especially at 110 and 109, that are going to be swallowing up shares. So you, you should see a good bounce. Right, if there's like a flash, um, flash or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. I think we're gonna be really eager to hear more about how that's going and how also holding longer is going. I remember my debacle with holding longer, so <laughs> taking out the popcorn. <laughs> I, I I was struggling a little today though, because it is it is with uh, think or swim, but seeing the numbers and then trying to go back to the to the ladder and then looking where I want to be in and looking at the ladder, I have to figure out a little better process because it was dumping on the ladder and I couldn't quite tell where I was on the book map. <laughs> and so I was, my my first trade I made at pre-market, I was down like 150 bucks. <laughs> it was only like 250 share size too. Dang. But um, Ooh, it goes quick. Yeah, I, I managed to do a little better after that. Oh man, CMD, I knew it was going to do it. Nice little dip, bounce. Let the FOMO come. <laughs> and there's, yeah. Nah, 10 bucks. 
and it's moving down fast. Who wants to who wants to take the floor on what their plans are? Oh man. My plan is um using all my time and just uh doubling down in my studies, reviewing my reviewing my recordings because you know now that I'm studying now that I'm um increasing my share size, I definitely have to, you know, make sure that I'm taking good quality trades because when you're increasing your share size, you're more likely to have your emotions engaged and break your rules. So it's very important that I'm continually, you know, now is a time where I can uh, put even more time into my study just so I can avoid any bad habits, continuing bad habits, or, you know, having bad habits come back that I before, before I thought I, you know, took care of. Um, but, you know, now that I'm sizing up, maybe, you know, those habits could potentially more likely to come back um, just because of those emotions that are would potentially be engaged if I'm not careful enough. So, I just want to, you know, study uh, more, you know, reviewing my film. Like I want to be back to like reviewing my film of, you know, if I'm, if I'm on the toilet, I want to be taking that time to be looking at my trades, um, reviewing the film right before bed. Instead of, instead of um, watching TV, I should be watching my film or, you know, if I'm eating dinner, you know, I should be watching my film, eating lunch, watching my film, you know, pretty much replacing TV with my trading film that is my mindset right now and what I plan to be doing moving forward and I think I want to be well prepared for 2024 and I think 2024 is going to be a breakthrough year for me I think I'm going to turn turn a couple corners in 2024 I can feel it Um, this year I did just about as well as I did last year but last year there was a lot more opportunity uh, more opportunity to make money so you know in a way I could say that I actually improved this year um, versus last year because there was less opportunity this year and I was able to manage my risk a lot better and come out with just the same amount as pro- same amount of profit as I did last year with less opportunity. So if next year you know comes around on this new share size, um, we get consistent consistent opportunity or even just a year like this, it should still be a breakthrough year for me and you know, obviously, you know, nothing is guaranteed, but, you know, I want to be able to create that environment for that to most likely happen or as good as I can to likely happen. I like that. Yeah, I think you're in a good spot. Really do. Yeah, that's impressive to be, to equal last year, because this year is fucking disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, for me, all I really want to do is try to get more into like the data side of trading. Um, I've noticed recently that the more I understand like the actual legitimate calculated probabilities of things, I get way less angry and I have just such a smaller chance of ever having any emotional or psychological thing come up. So if I like one thing I'm doing right now is so I have my strategy, right? At the end of the day, I can go back into the chart and look at every single period of time where my strategy would have taken a trade if it was robotic. Like if if my strategy was an algorithm and this is the exact perfect entry that I couldn't take because I'm not that aggressive, but my my strategy would have taken it, I'll take that and I'll literally manually input that into Trade Journal. So now I'm going to have a whole set. I have a whole portfolio in Trade Journal now that's just called system performance like optimization. Because it's taking my strategy and how would it trade if it was 100% accurate at all moments of the day. And then I want to do that for a couple months. And then 
eventually I'll be able to know the win rate of my system rather than my own personal win rate of trading the system. Because if you're a human, obviously you're going to have a bunch of errors. You're not going to trade like an algorithm. You're not going to be robotic. You're not going to take every entry. You're not going to take every exit. You might hold the exit too long and lose money or whatever. And um, Stephen Ducks does this and he, over the course of one year, he'll take his number and compare it to that. And he tries to get, um, I think his goal is 80%, but he's never gotten above 30% of his actual, if he would have traded 80%, he would have made a hundred million dollars last year, but he only made like, like 15 or something like that. So he's only on 15 million. I know. Right. <laughs> That's insane. So basically his strategy is, is really good, but he, he has to execute it as a human. Right. He gets so he can't get a hundred percent of every entry. He's not there all day. He can't, right, yeah. you know, it's just like impossible. So I'm going to try to do that. Oh, that's um, really crazy. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. That analytics is going to be next level. Yeah. I'm trying to think of things that just sound like really, really fucking hard. And I did, and I've avoided them for so long just because they sound fucking awful. Like going back in the chart at the end of the day and just like finding 20 trades. Well, it's more like five, finding five trades that my system would have taken perfectly. And then literally manually inputting those in the trade journal sounds shitty. Yeah. because obviously that's hard to do but um i'm gonna try to find more things like that and try to do more shit that just seems really daunting because i think that's how you really start to learn some shit i want to do it with like data of the actual stock market i would love to like calculate how often do we break the previous day high or low how often do we break the pre-market high and low how often you know, whatever and just keep doing that so i can like understand probabilities better because i feel like in trading a lot of people um say shit and they have they have they totally made that shit up like a lot of people say things and they're like oh gaps have a 80 percent chance of getting filled where the fuck did you find that number did you calculate it or did you read it in a book or did you read it in wikipedia or did someone tell you that because i'm sure that it's probably not actually that accurate <laughs> and a lot of people say shit like that and this other discord i'm in the only reason i'm saying all of this is because they, every time i say some shit like that they come to me and they're like hey show us the data if you have a number you're going to tell us because once you get into like the one these guys are all super high level traders whenever you get to that level they don't listen to anybody they only understand they only listen to you if you're literally showing them the data they're not going to listen to your just random oh we have a 70 percent chance of breaking the pre-market high on a, on a mondays you know it's like which is great i think that's really good because Traders are full of shit, man. Like we love making up shit to try to pretend like we're better than what we are. Um, Cause this industry is just so cutthroat and we're all competing against each other. And yeah, that's my goal for the next two weeks. Well, next week, whatever. Yeah. To start, start populating that data. Yeah. It's a, that's a good goal. Very uh, ambitious, but I, I like it. And I think Steven ducks is some of the best documentation and analytics so i think that's probably a good place to get some inspiration for me i honestly like i kind of man i don't know <laughs> i've i've tried so many different things if it's not trading pre-market if it's or if it's not trading the open if it's limiting myself if i i don't know um i'm just having a hard time getting any sort of traction so i'm, I'm running out of game plans i'm a little bit kind of like Danny right now. Cause I, I was chatting with him and he's also just like in, in a bit of a, in a bit of a pickle where, you know, he's, 
making money and like he'll be green and then he ends the day red or something like that over and over and over again and it just kind of grinds at you over a while and I think you know I felt really good on Monday after my five-day break maybe I just need some more breaks I'm going to be going to South Germany again in like two weeks and then I'm going to be down there for Christmas I'm going to go from Poland for New Year's uh, with some friends so I don't know I might just take um maybe like an aggregate of three weeks totally off and then just come back for 2024 with like a fresh head I think I need a little bit of space right now so (laughs) as ridiculous as that sounds I think that's like kind of my game plan like I'll I'll probably do some more trading this week but uh as as the holidays approach I'll probably be uh take some time off yeah I think that's a great idea bro I really do yeah I think that's extremely smart, and most people are gonna just beat the fuck out of their account until they have no money left. You know, that's where I feel like I'm going right now. So that's why I'm like, you know, I I always had like a little bit of hope, like you know, today I'm gonna get back on my green track, but like that hope is, I kind of feel like <laughs> at at the moment I'm just like, I I, I don't know if I have hope right now. I just need to. Need some time off. I mean, I'm I, every day, you know, every day, the, the day or every morning, the day starts. I'm like, all right, let's get out after it. You know, I'm, I every day I have like a super high positive attitude mindset, but it's just like um, maybe I do just need to force that pause on myself. And I think that would that would be healthy. I think that would help a lot. I would take like take those three weeks and then um, like write a super long post about just like your whole journey up until this point and then maybe like one more post of just like just knowing exactly what is your strategy and then start right like that right in january or whatever i think that'd be awesome yeah with exactly what like works you know go through your stats and be like okay well this is what works for me let me double down on that as opposed to try try a bunch of new things like i did this year um yeah well that's that's all i guess for my end what (laughs) what um what setup for you is is pr- producing the most profits, Alex, right now? Basically, anything that is under under a minute is where I make most of my money. And a lot of those trades are, I don't have the exact patterns, which is kind of silly. I should, I was tracking the exact patterns, but I'm not right now. And so I couldn't say specifically, it's like if it's a breakout or if it's a pullback. But I'll tell you what, I typically always give back a lot of money when I right now when I'm trying to buy these pullbacks and the, the continuation is just no longer there. And I have not been as aggressive for some reason trading the front side. I've been getting into moves way too late. And then I'm basically, I'm not even riding them down. I'm cutting my losses quick, but the the losses come so fast. You know, it's like once the move is over, there's that 10% flush. And I've been getting so many of those lately. Uh, so I'm just, I, I I think I'm hesitating and then I'm like, all right, I'm getting in and then it's over. And it's, uh, it's just a little bit of that feedback loop right now that I can't really get out of for some silly reason, even though I know it's happening, I keep walking right into it. So, yeah, but, but yeah, anything less than, less than, uh, a minute it, yeah. And then everything under two minutes is still profitable and everything after that net is actually red for me so if i'm holding a ticker too long i should really start asking myself that what the heck am i am i doing <laughs> like, why am i yeah. still in this you might have to do more of what um me and um toby are doing which is more like a hyper scalp type of strategy 
not really holding longer than two minutes. Yeah, I used to always say breakout or bailout, and I feel like lately I've been I've been kind of saying breakout or just keep holding, and eventually maybe it'll break out. And <laughs> not not a good strategy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it I just turn need around some time now. to reflect. And um, yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. definitely turn around. It'll come around at one point. Yeah, well, I think that probably calls it for this uh, this first podcast, first live podcast. Yeah. episode 42 any Good other stuff. thoughts if anyone's listening and they want to join next time get some questions ready and we'll definitely answer that's yeah, true yeah, get some questions ready hit that like button for us for give us some channel. good questions Subscribe. yeah good questions drop some comments we love answering those uh in between the weeks and yeah that's pretty much it yeah give us good questions See everyone in the Discord. Like and subscribe, baby. Like and subscribe. (laughs) See you guys in the Discord. (laughs) Yeah, guys. See ya. Later.